Hey, welcome. This is Corey, safetyman.co, at safetyman.co on all social media. Today's podcast, YouTube video is brought to you by survivaltacticscourse.com. Survivaltacticscourse.com. Our instructors are Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, combat medics, United States Marine Corps veterans, and retired SWAT commanders like myself. We're going to teach you unarmed defense against an active shooter. I know it's a worst case scenario, but if you go to survivaltacticscourse.com, September 10 and 11, 2022, down in South Jersey and Malaga at Pinnacle Paintball Park, they're hosting it for us. Survivaltacticscourse.com is our number one sponsor. Go down there, learn how to defend yourself from an active shooter or home invasion or anytime, any kind of violence should come to you. One of my other sponsors is We The People Holsters, we the People Holsters. This is called the Freedom Holster. You'll see all these holes along the side of the holster. They're designed that you can expand this holster with an additional magazine carrier. You can wear it inside the pants, outside the pants, uh, any place you like it, any configuration you like it. There's over a thousand by We the People Holsters, American made, American manufacturers, American sold. And they also make some fantastic bacon jerky in a couple of different flavors. We the People Holsters on all social media. Okay, today is part two of our ultimate home defense weapon system and plan. In part one, we talked about the legalities of it, the moralities of it, making sure that you're tactically, legally, and morally okay with what you're doing. Today, we're gonna to talk about specific weapon systems, okay? So we're already gonna assume that you did everything legally, you are ready to obtain a weapon legally, for home defense, and we're going by the state of New Jersey's laws, which do not allow concealed carry outside of your home for private citizens. Let's just get that out of the way. All these tactics are for defense inside the home, as is related in the criminal statute in the state of New Jersey. Okay, so there's three main types of firearms that we're going to be looking at. And we'll also touch on taser at the end. The first one is obviously a handgun, a pistol, a semi-automatic, a revolver, comes by many different names, and each one of those te technically does sit, uh, signify something different, okay? So we'll start with a handgun. In New Jersey, the maximum amount of rounds you can have in a handgun is 10 plus one in the chamber would be 11 if you had a semi-automatic. So a revolver, you can get revolvers that can hold up to nine. There are certain revolvers that hold nine, nine millimeter or nine 380 caliber rounds of ammunition. They're very easy to operate. They don't jam. They don't malfunction. They don't misfire. They don't break. They don't fall apart. There's a lot of good qualities to revolvers. Then we'll talk about shotguns. Okay. Shotgun is one of the most versatile weapon systems that there are. And finally, we'll end in rifles, specifically those assault style rifles, the ones that are made for defense, for defending property, for defending an area for taking on a superiorly trained or armed army or force. So handguns, <clears throat> why would I wanna choose a revolver? Again, like I indicated, if it's a first time shooter, there is a very low learning curve on the actual mechanics of utilizing a revolver. It's basically point and shoot. There are no safeties on revolvers. There are no slides to malfunction. There are no magazines to put in. There are no malfunctions that you have to worry about uh clearing there's no emergency reloads with magazines and additional things like that although there are ways you have to reload a revolver that can take some practice 
Revolvers come in realistic home defense categories. I wouldn't go any lower than nine millimeter, and I probably wouldn't go any higher than 357 caliber. 44 caliber is a big caliber. If you're a big person and you're strong and you really get some good training on it and you get the right gun, a 44 caliber is good, but just understand penetration and over penetration of that round. We want the round to dump its energy inside our attacker and stop our attacker. We do not want it to over penetrate and then injure someone else in our house or a neighbor. We also don't want rounds that are so powerful and so dense that if we miss, it will exit our house or enter another room in our house and still retain enough kinetic energy to injure someone inside our house or again, a neighbor outside or in their own home even. So that's why I like nine millimeter, 357, 38 caliber uh, revolvers. You buy a 357 caliber revolver, you can save on ammunition for practice and shoot 38 caliber rounds in it. I always recommend to my clients that we shoot a few higher caliber 357 rounds, 125 grain jacketed hollow points. They're designed to be ones that stop a bad guy in his or her tracks with the proper placement and the proper accuracy. Okay. So again, a revolver, just like it sounds, the cylinder rotates. Every time you pull the trigger, it goes bang. Just like every other gun that's not a machine gun. One pull of the trigger, one round goes off. Just like assault rifles, AR-15s that are not illegally made to be automatic. And just like semi-automatic pistols, a revolver technically is a semi-automatic gun. One pull of the trigger, one round goes off. The downsides to a revolver are they're very slow to reload. If you were to use all five, six, nine rounds in your revolver, it is very difficult to reload under stress, in the dark, under pressure, when you're not really trained for it and you don't practice that training a few times a year. Let's move on to pistols or semi-automatics. I'm a Glock guy. Glock is an international company. They also make them here in Georgia and Smyrna. A lot of agencies that carry semi-automatic pistols carry Glock. They're very easy. There are also no manual safeties on a Glock. All the safeties are automatic or internal safeties. There's a drop safety, a firing pin safety, and a trigger safety. You don't have to manually engage or disengage those. They're all made to make sure that the gun does not fire if it is dropped or if a slight piece of clothing or material were to catch on the trigger while you're holstering or maneuvering the firearm. They're not fail safes. This is not a safety on any gun that I would ever imagine you would sit next to a remote control when you have little kids running around your house. A safety to me is a false sense of security. It's something you have to train for to make sure that it's not engaged when you need the gun in an emergency. We can do that. If you choose to buy a gun with a safety, we will make sure that at the end of our training sessions, you are competent and able to disengage that safety immediately upon needing that firearm to protect your life or the life of someone else inside your home. So that's a pistol. A pistol has an action or a slide. It has a magazine, commonly called a clip, which has up to 10 automatic, uh, semi-automatic rounds in it or bullets. You can get hollow point bullets that are designed to expand when they enter the human body to create the maximum amount of force and hopefully slow or stop that attacker in his or her tracks. Again, these are handgun bullets. They travel around 1,000 to 1,200 feet per second, nowhere near as powerful as shotguns or rifles. But they're small, they're easy to conceal, they're easy to use, they're easy to learn, and most indoor ranges allow people to practice with them.
Let's move to shotguns. 12 gauge shotgun, 410 shotgun. I usually recommend a 12 gauge because you can load it with ammunition that will do just about anything. We can have breaching ammunition that can just open doors. It is still anti-personnel. It can still hurt someone and has a very low chance of overpenetration. It dumps all its energy upon initial impact within two or three inches of hitting a medium, such as a wall or door or a person. They have birdshot, they have short shells. All these have a little bit less power, a little bit less speed, a little bit less cross-section and are a little bit less likely to cause death. Doesn't mean that they can't, it is a firearm. They do come out with power. They can cause death or serious bodily injury when used. Moving up from that birdshot or that target load or those short shells, we have buckshot. Just like it sounds, a buck is a male deer. They're going up to 300, 400 pounds. This is designed to shoot nine pellets at about 1,600 feet per second and knock down a two, three, 400 pound deer and kill it in its tracks. So we can imagine what that would do to a human being. Again, one thing we have to consider when we're talking about buckshot for a shotgun for home defense is over penetration. It's not like it's on TV. When we fire that shotgun, rounds just go all over the place. They tend to maintain a pretty good size pattern about the size of a fist at 10 yards or 30 feet if you get the right ammunition. So it's not you just aim, point the gun in the general direction of your threat or attacker and just pull the trigger. We still do have to practice and we have to aim. We also have to understand how to work the shotgun. We have to work the shotgun hard. We can't baby it. If we baby it, it will, it will jam if we baby the shotgun. So it does take some training to be able to load, unload safely and utilize the shotgun effectively. However, it is a very versatile weapon. One final type of ammunition for a shotgun is a slug. It shoots one seven eighths or one ounce projectiles, a giant piece of lead. It can be rifled or not rifled. It travels at about 16, 1700 feet per second. And as it sounds, a one ounce piece of lead going that fast, you can do the math, the kinetic energy, the amount of damage that it will do when it strikes its intended target is going to be pretty great. But again, we have that overpenetration. I don't know that I would recommend to my clients living in a neighborhood, launching slugs around their house at two o'clock in the morning in a self-defense situation. One, the aiming is even more tighter than a buckshot round or a birdshot or target load. And that overpenetration is very high. So we talked about handguns. We talked about shotguns. Finally, we're gonna talk about rifles. Again, that name out there, assault rifle. It's basically any rifle that accepts a magazine that has a handle on it. You can mount different things on it, like scopes, lights, and lasers to make targeting, target identification, and aiming easier, faster, and less likely for you to miss and have a round uh, escape your property or hurt somebody that you did not intend to. There are a lot of manufacturers out there from Colt to Bushmaster and so forth that can make them in all different price ranges, starting around $600 up to thousands of dollars for these types of rifles. In New Jersey, a 30 round magazine is illegal. You are limited to having a 10 round magazine. Again, that sounds just like the handgun magazine ban of 10 rounds. However, that magazine, each round is going about 2,500 feet per second. So it's gonna do a little bit of damage. Look at your rounds, even do your own testing if you want to, or you, there's plenty of uh, YouTube videos where you can see people are shooting different mediums like drywall, like studs, like the exterior walls of a home to see how much over penetration different types of rounds can do. 
okay? There are green tip ones that the military uses that are highly overpenetrating. Then there are tactical urban rounds that are hollow points or soft point that tend to deform or dump their energy once they enter a human body. They can also, can also, not always, they can also defeat soft body armor in your rifles. The other good thing about rifles, they're pretty easy to learn. They're pretty easy to reload. They're pretty easy to aim. They can attach scopes, lights, lasers, which you can on all the handguns and shotguns that I mentioned. These are also made to be able to do that as well. We always want to be able to identify our threat, determine that deadly force is immediately needed to protect us from harm inside our home, and then be able to put rounds on target accurately, quickly to stop that threat and save our lives. So we talked about everything we wanted to talk about in keeping our home safe by developing a plan of how we're going to select a firearm, how we're going to train with it inside, outside, get a professional trainer, and make sure that we answer and ask all those questions that we've had, all those misconceptions, and come away making a proper decision to outfit our family with the proper firearms to give us the best chance to survive a home invasion or any other type of danger that comes our way. And again, I want to thank my sponsors, survivaltacticscourse.com and wethepeopleholsters.com. You'll also see back in a link to it. One of my videos I did before is my EDC, my everyday carry. This is here, a knife, okay? It opens up, it's, a, it's assisted opening, and I even got it engraved. It says safetyman.co right on that knife, okay? It's made by Boker. My We The People holster, which carries my Glock 19 9 millimeter pistol in it, and then a little neck knife, which hangs around my neck inside, which also is a tanto and a serrated blade. And finally, a tactical pen, which is made out of aircraft aluminum. I can use it to distinctly move people out of the way, or I can use it in a, in a very strong fashion and rake at people's eyes with it. You don't have to unscrew it to do that. I was just showing you that it is a pen, okay? That is my EDC. I'll link to the video down in the description. If you have any questions, contact me at safetyman.co or safetyman.co. As always, stay safe and be ready.